This is the Hoosier Ag Today Friday podcast on the 24th of November 2023. I'm Andy Eubank, and today on the Hat Podcast, Eric Pfeiffer and Sabrina Halverson have the news, including the results of California's Prop 12 now emerging and a county in that state that wants to eliminate animal agriculture. This podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experience banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more and stop by your local branch to talk about your ag operation. Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin here too. It will be cooler even below normal and there were no markets yesterday, Thanksgiving. Mike Silver here nevertheless with some market analysis on the Hat Friday Morning Podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Eric Pfeiffer reporting on the latest news in California agriculture. Yes, you heard right, California agriculture. I'll explain in a moment. The news is brought to you by the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team. When equipment breaks down, you call a mechanic, right? Your mental health shouldn't be any different. Talk to someone when you feel things are becoming too much. Resources at extension.purdue.edu slash farm stress. The Supreme Court upheld California's Proposition 12 back in May. As you might recall, Prop 12 was a ballot initiative that passed in California that created new rules for swine production. Chief among them, it bans the sale of pork in California from the offspring of sows kept in pens that don't meet its prescribed dimensions of 24 square feet per sow, even if the hogs were raised outside of California. National Pork Producers Council President Scott Hayes, a Missouri farmer, says California residents are already seeing the impact. The cuts that have to be Prop 12 compliant, the cost of those is is up about 27% in California, while those same cuts, uh, the retail price of those is down 2% in the rest of the country. So I think there's going to be some buyer's remorse in, in California with this deal. We've discussed the impact Prop 12 will have on producers needing to change their operations to be compliant, upwards of $3,500 per sow. But Hayes worries more about California's kids. I think for most producers, certainly for myself, you know, I think about that, and it's, it's the lower-income kids that get hurt by that. And, and they're the ones that need the product the most. They're developing... They, they not only need that protein, but they need the vitamins and minerals that, that come by eating meat for, for development. In the Supreme Court decision, the justices agreed that this is a problem. It's just not their problem. Hayes says the farm bill would be a perfect avenue for a legislative fix, and they'll continue to work on that, but they're exploring all options. Standalone legislation in D.C. is very, very slow. You know, it's it's years to get something done on, on something like that, it, not not months. 
Uh, but I think eventually something will be done because these, this type of uh, legislation is going to continue to come. The goalpost is going to continue to move for us. But not only will this affect pork, it's going to affect all of agriculture and, and even go out beyond agriculture. Another issue is popping up in California that needs to be addressed before it could have a nationwide impact. Sabrina Halverson reports now on a measure from Northern California's Sonoma County that would eliminate animal agriculture in that county. Director of Political Affairs with the California Farm Bureau, Stephen Fenaroli, says it would affect many farms. It would outlaw, you know, all animal agriculture in the county. And so, you know, that would affect dairies, that would affect poultry operations. Two of the biggest animal ag industries in the county. The measure titled Prohibition on Concentrated Animal Feeding Operations is backed by an animal rights extremist group, which has already collected more than 18,000 signatures toward putting the measure on the ballot. It has until March to collect the remaining 2,000 verified signatures needed. The trajectory shows it will go to the voters, and Finneroli says that's something that the agriculture industry around the nation should keep a watchful eye on. A lot of the country, you know, I think begrudgingly looks to California and they kind of say, oh gosh, you know, California, what are they doing now? But I think this is just a, this thing has national implications, right? If, if a group can qualify a measure and they can outlaw animal agriculture in a county, that sets up a recipe for them to, a playbook for them to repeat that not only throughout the state, but throughout the country. Finnerly encourages farmers around the country to speak up because California is often a starting point for anti-ag movements that spread around the nation. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network. Let's face it, operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Act Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. As we take a look at the setup here across the Hoosier State today, a little bit cooler today versus yesterday. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving yesterday, but temperatures are dropping as another surge of Canadian air comes down. We are going to be below normal for temperatures here today and tomorrow. A system coming out of the central Rockies and moving through the central plains later this afternoon through tomorrow will actually show up here on Sunday. Now, there's not much moisture left with it by the time it gets here. So while I'm talking about a lot of clouds for Sunday, I'm not necessarily concerned about a big batch of moisture. That being said, I am going to leave the door open to hit and miss light snow and flurry action across the entirety of the state. Coverage will end up being about 60 to 70 percent, but again, flurries for the most part, nothing dramatic. We are definitely seeing less sunshine through Sunday. Clouds break overnight Sunday night, and then another Arctic high settles southward into the United States. It's going to be focusing most on the northern plains and upper Midwest Monday, Tuesday, working its way in here through Wednesday, Thursday. Either way you slice it, we're cold pretty much all week long, seeing a mix of clouds and sunshine. A strong flow out of the north and northwest means lake effect clouds can be here at times, but I'm not looking for any system precipitation all week. I think by late in the week, we may try and see a little bit of temperature moderation. Well, that's coming with a system passing by to the south, moving across the southern plains into the deep south. But if it does not 
lift any farther north than what I'm seeing right now, which is roughly the Tennessee Valley. I think we're going to be stuck on the colder side of things right on through next Friday, Saturday. And if we see the system lift farther north, yeah, we're not as cold, but we're also going to be dealing with moisture. I think moving into the weekend of the second and third, that first full weekend in December, Canadian high pressure is still going to be the dominant feature in our forecast. That's the way things are stacking up. Bundle up is going to be chilly here for a bit. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. This is Hoosier Ag Today's Thursday Farm Market Review. I'm Andy Eubank. No markets on Thursday for Thanksgiving. Hope you are having a good Thanksgiving celebration weekend. We do have some market comments from Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain. I chatted with him on the morning of Turkey Day. Mike, another sell-off on Wednesday for soybean futures. Very flat in corn and wheat. Let's talk a little bit first about soybeans, then we'll get into what's happening here as we resume trade after Thanksgiving. But we've dropped a bit in the soy complex. We have, Andy, and uh, the, the trade is taking a little bit of the risk premium out of the soybean market that has been in the market due to the weather concerns and the slow planting pace in the country of Brazil. Um, prior to action in the last several sessions, uh, the trade, the, the funds in particular, had been building their long position, but uh, they've been selling off, taking some profits out of that uh, risk premium that was in the market and the long positions they put have put on. And the trade continues to watch South American weather, uh, and they will do so because uh, not only does that South American Brazilian weather impact the soybean market, but it is also having uh, and potentially could have some impact on the corn market in that the Brazilians follow um, their soybean planting with uh, corn planting. So eventually it could, and I'm saying could because there's no guarantee this is going to happen, it could have some positive impact in the corn market uh, if that weather concern plays on. We're just going to have to see. But, you know, it's it's the planting season in the southern hemisphere right now, and we know how weather impacts us up here in the U.S. And, of course, as we finish corn harvest here in North America, uh, in the northern hemisphere, in the U.S. in particular, um, the Brazilians are going through the same thing. So, you know, typically uh, farmers watch U.S. weather, but uh, traders and farmers should be watching South American weather right now because we're in that same psychological growing season uh, for the for the South American. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I will say that uh, this week so far, uh, the close that uh, yesterday on the board of trade since last Friday, the corn futures. Uh, are actually up a penny and three quarters. The January beans really are up 16 and three quarters since last Friday. So that soybean market's been volatile. And December wheat is up a nickel uh, as we finished the trade yesterday uh, at the Board of Trade, which is the last session that we're going to see until 9.30 a.m. Uh, Friday morning. So 
It's an old type uh, start at the Board of Trade. Uh, no night trade decision ahead on uh, tonight because it's Thanksgiving. So we'll see what happens in the morning, Andy. But basically what's going on is the trade right now has its focus on, number one, South American weather, and secondly, on our export action here in the U.S. We continue to lag our export sales here in the U.S. It's lagging more than we would like, obviously, but we are improving. So we've got that going for us at least. And, you know, right now, last Friday, last Friday, when we got the commitment to traders report, uh, the, uh, the CFTC report did confirm that, and, and we've known this, that uh, the farmers, non-commercials, um, basically own a lot of corn. Um, <clears throat> and that has some negative implications, obviously, when, when farmers start selling, and farmers have been reluctant sellers because of the price right now. When farmers start selling, uh, we could see uh, some, well, I'm going to call it prolonged uh, sideways action in the corn market. And unfortunately, I have to say that there could be some downside potential uh, in the December corn futures market and in the March corn futures market as the corn is going to start trading in more There'll be more volume in the March as December rolls to the March price reference uh, in cash bids. And there's got a lot of basis contracts need to be priced versus December or roll to the March. So there's going to be some uh, sideways trading action in the corn market here as we move into the new year or, or the new month of December and start rolling to the uh, to the uh, from the December to the March and obviously the, the action in the soybean market is going to have an impact on corn so in a nutshell Andy there is going to remain some volatility in the corn market and in the grain market in particular uh, in general uh, more probably sideways action than most folks, including me, would like to see. I mean, we would all like to see some upside movement. And the soybean market probably gives us more potential than the corn market. But we're just going to have to see what develops here uh, and just watch watch the uh, charts and uh, certainly review our positions here. Because um, I do want to say, Andy, here on Thanksgiving Day, certainly this year, uh, we did get some surprise yields here in the U.S., and certainly uh, we all have uh, a lot to be thankful for today on Thanksgiving Day, and thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Some thoughts on Thanksgiving Day from Mike Silver of Kokomo Grain, and you can get Mike at his toll-free number there at Kokomo Grain, 800-666-0613. Keep up to date with the markets anytime at the brand new HoosierAgToday.com and our free mobile app for Apple and Android. I'm Andy Eubank, Hoosier Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible.